Support for WABE comes from Virtual Imaging. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Utilizing low-dose radiation scans that reveal cancers, cardiac issues, precursors of dementia, and more. Information about early health screenings at virtualimagingatl.com. You love free, and at Ameris Bank, so do we. That's why we're proud to offer worry-free, hassle-free Ameris Bank free checking. Manage your money your way with convenient access to digital, mobile, and telephone banking, all with no monthly service fee or minimum balance requirements. At Ameris Bank, we're with you. For more information or to open an account, visit our local bankers in person or online at amerisbank.com slash free checking. Other fees such as overdraft fees may apply. Ameris Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. The residents at the Forest Cove Apartments in southeast Atlanta waited years. They waited in some of the worst conditions in the city, with rats scrambling through their units, holes in their ceilings, and constant shootings just outside. The whole time, they waited for a new company to take over the federally subsidized complex and begin a long-promised renovation. Then, that promise fell apart. I'm Stephanie Stokes, and I'm the housing reporter for WABE. During this past year at Forest Cove, when residents believed the renovation was just about to take place, I was there, documenting the broken commitments from private companies and finding government agencies standing by for years, all as one resident continued her long fight for better conditions. This is the story of the last year at Forest Cove. It starts last spring, March 2021, when I first reach out to this resident, a woman named Felicia Morris. I already know she's not afraid to speak up. I see her in news reports going back several years. Because our living condition, it is, it, it, it is horrible. It's disgusting. That's her on Channel 2. All that. We got grass growing high. We got infestation mold. And this is her on Channel 5. It's an overcast morning in March when I show up to interview her too. Hi, Miss Morris. I just got to your, uh, your... I call her once I park in the lot outside her building on the south side of Forest Cove. There's also a north side. Both are just off McDonough Boulevard in the Thomasville Heights neighborhood. I'm just outside. I'm going to walk over. The buildings at Forest Cove are like rows of two-story blocks stacked next to each other, with brick outside the first floor and tan siding up top, though mildews made the color pretty dull. Each block has a few narrow townhome-style units. Morris meets me in the courtyard out front. And I should say now that Morris is the name she was born with. But I learn on this day, very few people actually call her that. Everyone at Forest Cove knows her as Miss Peaches. I'm Miss Peaches. I've been fighting this uh, situation for about, ooh, 10 years. We've been waiting for so long. She says she's been here for that wait. She's lived at Forest Cove for around 20 years. Miss Peaches is 62 years old now. She's petite. She has nose and lip piercings, and her short hair is bleached blonde. She's wearing a gray and pink tracksuit. We walk around her building to get to her unit's back patio. Is this your place? Mm-hmm. This is my little area right here. She keeps it tidy. There are several healthy-looking plants and pots. Her small poodle looks out through her patio doorway. As we sit down, I ask Miss Peaches about her news appearances. She's unimpressed. I stay on uh, TV and the news. I stay on there and don't, don't look like they're yeah, Do you feel like it does anything? Mm-mm. Look, if you could just look. It, it, it's... It's sad that you have to be a human and stay in a place like we're not human. She's not exaggerating. Miss Peach's area looks like a home, but the scene around us is like nothing I've ever seen in years of reporting on low-income housing. 
Forest Cove is one of the largest government-subsidized housing complexes in Atlanta. There are 400 units between the two sides. But only about 200 families actually live here, so half those units are vacant. From Ms. Peach's patio, our view is mainly abandoned apartments. Many are boarded up with unit numbers spray-painted on the plywood. Others are wide open. Some even caught fire. Got yeah, a burnt unit over there. been over there for about three years. They burnt unit. Miss Peaches points to the apartment across from us. The second floor is only a gaping hole, some charred framing left. The gutters are twisted and hanging off. She says abandoned units like that are often full of trash. The neighbors or somebody get trash bags and throw them in there. And it looks so bad. But see, Henri, why that one ain't full yet? Because I stay right here and I'm not going to let you throw no trash over in that apartment. Trash usually covers the ground at Forest Cove, too. Despite signs around the complex saying stuff like community pride, please don't litter. It's only clean today because of Miss Peaches. What's that? Is that bag trash that you picked up? Mm-hmm. I told them last night, I'm not coming out there and cleaning parking lot no more. I'm not. She told management and the other tenants this. And all this is outside the units people live in. The problems inside can be serious. Miss Peaches hesitates to show me the interior of her apartment because of issues with her floor. She lets me look through her patio door into the kitchen. There's a hole in the, in the floor. There's a hole in the floor. It goes right through? Yeah. When did that happen? It been there for a long time now. I had to keep it covered up like this. Then when I covered up, the other day I seen a rat. I ran through him. And I'm like, where he come from? Rats and rotten floors are common complaints at Forest Cove. So are collapsing ceilings, broken fridges, broken stoves, broken toilets, broken bathtubs, broken heaters, broken air conditioning, broken doors, broken windows, sewage backing up, water leaking, and mold. All of these are documented in code enforcement complaints. Ms. Peach's unit is one of the better ones. As she talks through the issues that surround her, she stays mostly indignant. Sometimes she makes jokes. But when we get to the question of how it makes her feel for this place to be her home, Miss Peach's demeanor changes. It surprises me a little. She pauses, holding back tears. I feel hurt. I feel hurt. Yeah. When you... If you had to live around somebody, it's hurtful. I don't know how they could keep doing it like that. Miss Peaches doesn't share a lot about herself, only that she grew up in Atlanta, around Vine City, Summer Hill, and then here. Eventually, she raised two children at Forest Cove. They're grown and gone. They ask why she doesn't move too. I said, cause I got too many uh, people that I would have to leave behind and they don't have nothing. You feel me? I told my children, no, I'm gonna stay. I told them I'm not gonna leave them like this. They need somebody to fight for them, open their mouth for them. Cause they scared, first thing they say, they gonna put me out. So I ain't through. As bad as Forest Cove is, many residents don't feel like they can leave. Almost all the leaseholders are women, often with children, sometimes also working. Or they're like Miss Peaches. She receives disability. Overall, the median income is barely $1,000 a month. That may work at Forest Cove because the rent is based on income, 30% of what tenants earn. But if they ever move, they lose that. 
they'll have to pay market rent in a market where a two-bedroom costs close to $2,000. So the residents wait. But on this day, there's a sign that wait may soon be over. I follow Ms. Peaches to the courtyard in front of her unit, where she introduces me to a neighbor, Lolita Evans, who stayed here with her kids for seven years. She tells me how she has to fix things herself, even though she pays $300 in rent. How the property staff doesn't care. I feel like they just gave up on us. They just really here to collect the money from the people that have to pay them and, and just shoot us whatever they want to shoot us to keep us quiet out their face. That's how I feel. Then Evans, standing next to Miss Peaches, mentions letters. It took us so long to just get these letters, and then they didn't tell nobody that they was here. She had to notify everybody to let everybody know to go pick up letters for relocation. Ms. Peaches shows me the letter. It tells residents that in a few months, they may be relocated temporarily. A new owner is planning to buy and renovate the property, and she says this is part of that plan. I notice Ms. Peaches and Evans aren't celebrating. Mm-hmm. They don't lie so much, the residents don't even We don't them. even know if it's going to be true. Things haven't gone according to plan before. Forest Cove has been around since the 1970s, serving mostly black residents. The complex has had different names, Villa Monte, even Four Seasons. For most of its history, it's worked like this. The federal government provides the subsidy that covers whatever rent tenants can't pay, and a private owner runs the complex. But to understand how Forest Cove got to this extreme state of neglect, tenants say to just start with the most recent owner, a company called Global Ministries Foundation. It's a religious nonprofit based in Memphis, Tennessee. The CEO, a pastor named Richard Hamlin, is a radio personality there. He's led mission trips, which he calls crusades, across the world. This is from one in Tanzania. Eventually, Hamlet also got into government-subsidized housing. Under his watch, Global Ministries Foundation bought a few dozen low-income apartment complexes, many in the southeast, including, in 2014, Forest Cove. Hey, a lot of these folks are heroes, in my view. In an interview with a Christian talk show a couple years later, he said his mission was to help residents in these properties. The ones that, uh, that were disadvantaged, underprivileged, came into this culture, and now with education and health and wellness and, yes, understanding the love of God and Jesus Christ, yeah. we are seeing transformation in a lot of these communities. But Hamlet's organization also promised transformation for the apartments with renovations. And by the time of this interview, local news reports were revealing what many of the ministry's properties were really like. Last week, Memphis code enforcement officers flooded the Global Ministries' own facility to investigate a bed bug problem. In Memphis... Avant says when the family living above him uses the bathroom, the sewage runs down the wall into his apartment. Jacksonville... We followed the millions in taxpayer dollars going to the property owner, a company owned by a reverend, and pennies going to residence repairs. And in Atlanta... Take a look at this. Smelly, stagnant water filled with dirty children's toys just feet away from where little kids play. At Forest Cove. Conditions were so bad, the Department of Housing and Urban Development started to pull funding. It ended rent payments for two of the nonprofit's complexes in Memphis, the same year as that interview with the CEO. Not long after, Global Ministries Foundation announced this. It was giving up on its troubled properties. It came up with a deal with HUD to sell 39 federally subsidized complexes to a new owner. A new owner that could give the complexes, like Forest Cove, the renovations they needed. 
and that new owner was said to be a for-profit company called Millennia Housing. From that moment on, Forest Cove tenants heard a promise. Things will get better as soon as Millennia takes over. I even heard it. I also reported on Forest Cove's poor living conditions. Back in 2017, I spoke to a representative for Global Ministries Foundation. His name was Anthony Holm. He defended the religious nonprofit and claimed it invested $3 million on repairs at Forest Cove. Financial documents only show $2 million over four years. Holm told me the new owner, Millennia, would continue to improve the apartments as soon as the sale was complete that year. Anywhere from five to seven months from now, there should have a new ownership team who are committed to continuing the full rehabilitation of the property and doing so, we believe, in an expedited fashion. But again, this was in 2017. The sale to Millennia didn't happen that year, or the year after, or the next. It's been four years when I make that first visit to Miss Peaches. Four years during which conditions at Forest Cove have only become worse. This moment at the complex that so many residents have been waiting for, the sale to a company called Millennia, finally comes though. That's next. This is the last year at Forest Cove from WABE and me, Stephanie Stokes.